Everything working. Hey. How is everybody doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. How it is you Friday. Doing? It's casual Friday. We're kicking back. Gonna enjoy the evening. Gonna have a little fun tonight. Do a little something different. I'm excited. It's been a long week. Yeah, it has been a long week. You know, yeah. I was looking back at what we were doing over this past week, and we did, this is our sixth episode this week. I had no idea. Well, we told, we said we were going to do daily, so. So we are going to do daily, but we're going to do Monday through Friday. And and we've we've come to name our Friday segment. It's going to be its own little person. It's going to be its own little name thing. Yeah. Casual Friday. Yep. That's it. Ain't that original? Ain't that original? <laughs> because we just want to be casual. We just want to kick back, relax, kind of talk about the things that we have talked about during the week. And then we're going to like read some funny headlines, some leftist, some culture, things going on with the administration that we all think that's crazy. Right. But anymore, mainstream media is nothing about sound. It's everything about sound bites and headlines. Yeah, it is. So it's going to be fun. Well, hell, let's get into it. Man. Let's do it. Make sure you share with all of your friends, like, subscribe to anything that you see, follow. We would appreciate that. Yeah. You are the reason we Tell can your do friends. This. Tell, Tell your, your friends. friends. And thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners. We love every one of you. And here we go. We are going to discuss the board. Well, okay, we're going to start like this. We did 28, 29. 27, 28, and 29. That was our episodes concerning the the, border. And the 27 episode was actually a week ago today. It was last Friday. So we spent a lot of time on the border, and we're going to continue that somewhat next week. I'm not really for sure what day, but we'll let you know. Um, We're going to give you updates on the border because there have been quite a few. Yeah. But we just want to let you know that that last week, our episode 27, 28, and 29 was like a three-part series that we done on the border. And matter of fact, the first day that we done it, the breaking news of that day was that the state of Texas, Governor Abbott, the Texas DPS, and Texas National Guard went down there to Shelby Park, and they seized Shelby Park in Eagle Pass. And banned the federal government from being able to enter into there. And man, that caused a big old stink. But I'm proud they did it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So we we did. We talked about the them seizing the, the border or seizing Shelby Park there at Eagle Pass. Yeah, and we also mentioned um I can remember talking about um is this a, a war between the yeah. federal government and Texas? Yeah, we did. We asked the question, raised that because it kind of looks like it is when the state is battling the yes federal government i hear that's getting a little bit wilder <laughs> so we will be talking about that next week oh, oh man and yeah and then in the second one that's when we even talked about not only is this problem you know a texas problem and an arizona problem and a border state problem but man it's done the effects are seen nationwide now and one of the places that we're seeing that this is going on is was in Brunswick, Maine. And that's where we, we found out the story of um, the brand new apartment buildings for the illegal immigrants being built and how they were celebrating the fact that they built these for these people. Remember all the perks that they have? Yes. Two years free rent. $100,000 for legal, for, for legal fees. Yeah, to work toward... An asylum. Yeah, to work toward your asylum... Claims. Claims, mm-hmm. and, and also uh, work assistance. Yes. 
So, so we've, we've seen that not only are they just bringing everybody in and they're moving them everywhere that they can, they're actually building them places and giving them free money. Yeah, and free rent, too. Yeah, yeah it was free rent. Yep, and in our third one there, we kind of wrapped it up with, um, we, we listened to Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar. He accused Abbott that, that, during that show, he accused Texas Governor Abbott of letting the migrants down. And so Abbott had to come back and give a statement of his own, and we talked about that. We talked about a lot of other things, but that was really our our ending thing right there. Yeah, we uh, talked about how this um, representative, Quaylor, he came out and accused Abbott of, you know, letting migrants get or drown. Yeah. And then Abbott comes out and says, that wasn't us, that was you. And come to find out they had they had drowned previously, like an hour or yes, so like before that. Yes, like an hour that. beforehand. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's just their way of continuing to say that they have. You know, we need to be there. We need to be there. Yeah, they're you know, not letting us control the border. But but there <laughs> is an update on this particular thing right here, and that update is they are letting the border patrol go to the dock. Yes, and that's it. They can't, they're not letting them stage it, which, you know, the federal government, they want the whole park. Right. And the the Texas military says no. Right, because that's Texas land. that's our land. Yes, it is. And so they are allowing them to go to this um, place at the park only where they yeah. can use the dock. And, and I've seen on the news today they were interviewing uh, the interim mayor of Eagle, I guess it was Eagle, Eagle Pass. Pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was she was even saying, you know, you look at everything that's going on down here. She goes, and you know, all I can say is thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that made me feel good. I'm like, yes, finally, man, we've all got to speak out against this and get our border closed, man, and stop this. You know why they're doing this, right? You know, you know their their big their big plan for one world government yes. and for a a one world leading nation mm-hmm. is that what they're wanting to do is bring all these people into here, bring them into our country, and then we're going to have so many regional people within here that we have lost our American values and we've lost our American That's identity exactly. as the USA, and they want to make these all these different consolidated countries they want to make them regions and have them be ruled by regional rulers yes and i'm just amazed that we haven't shut the border down completely you know know, i mean because you know because the gop is in on that sure they are everyone is they're all in on it they all know yeah the they all know what's going on except for the people that live here right and that pay their taxes to these people yeah but that leads us to our next one, and this is why why our uh, fourth episode this week was called It's Time to Stand and Deliver, because it is time for all of us to stand up, and it's time for our Congress people, people in Congress, to stand up and deliver what the people want, and they want that border closed. They don't want America to be a part of a global entity right they want america is the best country on earth i mean we're the only republic out there why would we want to destroy that well we keep telling them 
that they've got to go in there and, and, and get the border shut down. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that they did also was the federal government also flagged the term MAGA and Trump. That was on that episode as well. Yeah, the weaponization, more weaponization. More weaponization of our government government against the people. Yep. You know, they're doing everything they can. And then the uh, Texas HB 900 was ruled against by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals yeah. and the Reader Act. Yep. The Reader Act was set up there to block pornographic material going into the schools by book vendors. Yes. And they took it down. They said, nope, no good. That's kind of all the happenings we've had this week, I guess. Yes. And yeah. then the pot bomb story is back. Yeah, and we touched on that a little bit. We touched on that and introduced the backpack man. Right. Introduced him. The backpack guy. The ba- That's it. The backpack guy. That's the name of our last podcast. So, everybody, you just go and uh, just to get caught up, check out our episodes th- from this week, 27 through 32. 32. It's been fun. We've enjoyed it. Now, now we're going to get on to the fun stuff. We're going to read some headlines. <laughs> Where do we want to start? We got several. I'll start with one. Here we go. The Biden administration, this is by the Washington Free Beacon. Biden admins 104 million energy plan will see Pentagon covered in solar panels. <laughs> It'll be a bright, shiny target. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone will be able to see the Pentagon. It's well, gonna, they can see it now because it's yeah. pretty huge. In in this article, they have a picture of the Pentagon, and it is pretty big. Everyone knows what the Pentagon looks like. A Pentagon. $104 million. So there's that headline. All right, James, you're next. Alec Baldwin makes the news again. You know, oh, yeah. not too long ago, they dismissed the charges, you know, against him and, yes. and everything. But then turn around in the last couple of days, I think yesterday, yeah, for today, and now they're they're saying that they have found more evidence and that he's indicted by the grand jury again on involuntary manslaughter. That's why they that's why they dropped the charges until they got, I guess, good charges and you know something that would stick because you can't like charge someone twice for a crime so it says right here special prosecutors investigating the rush shooting said in october 23 they believe baldwin had criminal culpability in the deadly shooting they said at the time they planned to present the grand the case to the grand jury to determine whether probable cause existed to charge him and he was initially charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter before special prosecutors dropped the case against the actor in April of 2023. At that time, they noted their investigation remained active and ongoing. And so then he went through, the attorneys represent the family of Hutchins, Helena Hutchins, and the film script supervisor in civil lawsuits over the shooting said in a statement Friday they're looking forward to the criminal trial, which will determine if he should be convicted for the untimely death of Helena. Here's another one, and, and this is from The Telegraph. From over in, in Great Britain, an alcohol ban is beginning to look inevitable. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, in this article, man, it's kind of crazy because it says here, did anyone really think that the health police would be happy when smoking shrank to a few percent of the population and a UK government promised to ban it for future generations altogether? And the article says, just try typing the phrase worse than smoking into Google and you can see that the bandwagon has moved on. 
like every like all their other little social, you know, uh, their so, their social something they got to pick on cases that they that, figure out. Oh, I don't like that now. You yeah. know, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. But now, I mean, they can, and now it says, you know, now it's it's anything from processed foods to sunbeds to loneliness to the mere act of sitting down. So Everything you do is bad, bad, bad. That's yep. all they talk about is yep. how bad, everything that you do. And and here they, they, what they're doing here, they said, but it is the anti-alcohol movement we really need to be watching. I don't mean tra- traditional temperance societies which have been bravely battling to spread their word since the 19th century, and a few of which are still going. The author says here, I have a respect for their open advocacy. It is the insidious nannies we really have to watch, (laughs) the ones who are trying to change us by other means, by nudging, some might say tricking us, into changing our drinking habits. So what they're talking about, they say it is possible that you have visited a pub or a restaurant in the summer of 2022 and you tried to order a large glass of wine and order rebuffed by the waiting staff who told you that only small and medium glasses were now on offer. So if you did, if you had that experience, it said it has now become clear that you were a human guinea pig in a University of Cambridge study to see whether we could be enticed into drinking less by being deprived of large measures. And that's that goes to and paying more for less also. Yeah, hey, it's kind of like the New York City mayor's ban that time on on uh, large sodas. Remember, I did. They banned that, thinking that that would keep people from from wanting to drink more soda. A similar incident like this. I mean, I know it's not exactly the same because I think at Taco Casa, you, you only get two sizes, mm-hmm. but that's large and small. Isn't it? Or is it because they don't have a medium? Yeah, they call it large and small. They call it large and small. There's no medium because it is a large cup. Yeah, even the small cup is large. And then you get it. I mean, it's a big cup. You know what I mean? Even the small cup that they give to you. Yeah, it's it's like an actual medium cup. Mm -hmm. It It is like a medium cup. Yeah. But but the name of the game with that is this is what this is what the, the writer of the article goes on to say. He said that. That this study reports that the overall sales of wine in pubs and restaurants where this experiment took place fell by 8% during their trial period. And as far as the study's authors were concerned, it's proof that the nation's health could be improved by limiting their wine option. It looks like when the largest serving of glass of wine was unavailable, people shifted toward the smaller options, but then they didn't drink the equivalent amount of wine. But it's worth remembering that no level of alcohol consumption is considered safe for health, says another person. But there's another possible explanation, and this is the explanation that I think it is, that customers couldn't be doing with an establishment that wasn't satisfying them what they wanted. So if if they went in there and went, hey, man, I want a large glass of wine, they go, we only offer medium and small. Customer could have got up and walked or just decided to get some tea. Yeah, the customers could have took their business elsewhere, too, mm-hmm. and that may have been why there was less drink at this place. Yeah, and once people figure that out, they won't come back. Right. But And just like what the writer said, let's leave this aside for just a moment. It is the next bit of information which really gets me. Banning a large glass did not affect the pub's revenue. The paper went on to say, potentially because they make bigger profit margins on smaller glasses. That's... That's so what that, I was saying. The price is still going to be right. 
even so, probably higher now. So they try that's to, all your choices you have. Exactly. And so slowly and surely they're trying to condition you into this habit. Slowly and surely. And how paying are they more for less. Paying more for less and taking away the other option from you. Yes. And they're doing that through the nanny state, through the government, through these scientific experiments that they pull on people, the social experiments mm-hmm. that we face every day, the psyops that you face, I guess. And, and not just that, but this goes with what I'm fixing to talk about here, regulations that they put on all these restaurants and stuff. You know, at this point, they could probably put like a regulation on there that said they could only sell this much or the, the, this many ounces per cup. Exactly. And that's what my next headline is a Supreme Court case about fishing could force Congress to actually work. This is an important case. I wanted to to bring it up because a lot of people are going to be hearing about yeah, this Yeah, this fishing. is kind of interesting, man. It is interesting. The article starts out, the Supreme Court had this case, a case like this, in 2007, a law allowing the National Marine Fisheries Service to place federal observers on board fishing boats to ensure commercial fishermen are following the law. However, when the agency began to experience budget shortfalls, it mandated that the fishermen pay the salaries of these observers, totaling roughly $700 per day. Wow. Yes, but the court is looking at a bigger issue that could ultimately force Congress to do its job. That's what we're talking about, regulations. This is going to decide, is our government allowed to do these kind of regulations? The original filing back in 2007 when when the court took it up, they said that they were... Uh, regulations were allowed to be there. The question the Supreme Court justices granted review on was whether they should overturn a key precedent that was set 40 years ago. They always leave the door open. Yes. For another for another See, way in. The intent of the doctrine known as the Chevron deference was to limit judges attempting to legislate from the bench. However, four decades later... That decision has led to a massive shift in policymaking from Congress to unelected executive branch officials. And this is what I've been talking about, how they can just sit back and make regulations on everything, and it's okay. I've never thought that was okay. It's not okay because they're not a lawmaking branch of our government. Yes. And all they're doing is is, um, taking money from— Exactly. They're regulating mm -hmm. to make money. To make money, and that's it. Yep. I mean, because that $700, you're the one that forced them people on these boats, but you want the boat, the people with the fishermen to pay $700 a day? Right. There is no way that no one can afford that. No. Then that's what they're trying to do. That's That goes back to my to my comment earlier about the regional thing, mm-hmm. the regional countries, the regional nations, and, and that kind of thing all mixed together. I think this, this administration, and not just here, but all over the world, you continue to see what they tried to do. They tried to limit the nitrogen. They tried to take nitrogen from the farmers. Yes. You know, they're going after our food supply. If they can sit here and regulate these people out of business, mm-hmm. then, oh, no, well, there's nobody else to fish. Guess what? I guess the government's going to have to fish for you and supply your fish now. Yes. That's all That's they're all after, it is. man. 
but any, this is an any any oppressive or overreaching regulation needs to go. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I'm against any regulation. I am too. I don't think that the government should regulate. No, just because they want to regulate, just because they get in a back room and go, "Oh, well, let's let's talk about our stoves today," because they're doing that. I, I read another article about benzene and how now they're they're saying that yeah it's way more harmful than than what we've told you previously in the past and you know um inhaling benzene and that kind of thing it can give you um it's a car, it's a carcinogen and it can give you leukemia check this out they even tied levels of benzene to gas stoves oh my gosh yep there you go they said that, they figured, that there was levels of benzene found that was emitted from gas stoves. Anything yeah. that they could to get rid of yep. something. That's how they are. That, this is an opportunity to fix a judicial mistake. So I hope they take that opportunity. Yeah, me too. I hope they realize that, that these regulations are really killing America. Now, those were the three I had. Oh, wait. I got one more. I thought I got, you did. I got, we got a game to play. I got one more. Yeah. Did let's you want see to do how, that one? Let's see how smart you are. Let's see how smart I am. I can be real smart. I got the answers. I'm not smart. Well, I come over in this article. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Most citizens can't pass this test. 25 American history questions about the colonial period from 1607 to 1775. I failed right there because I didn't even know that was the colonial period. <laughs> yeah. I didn't either. So they've they, got, they have they, them into periods now? Yeah, they've got 25. Well, they, yeah, yeah, they've I always had it. periods just, of history. Pick, I was just picking. Um, <laughs> they've got 25 questions here. I'm not going to. Uh, we're not going to answer all 25, but we're not going to even try. Let's say, let's say question number two. The Mayflower was primarily filled with settlers known as, here we go, multiple choice question, were they Quakers, Puritans, Pilgrims, or Cavaliers? I'm going to say B, Puritans. The, May, the Mayflower, okay. Your answer is Puritans. Here we go, scrolling down. Answer for question number two, the Mayflower was primarily filled with settlers known as Ding, ding, ding. Pilgrims. Oh, it was pilgrims. Yep. I'm not even going to look at the answer because I can see the answers first. I'm gonna, we're going to both give an answer. Which European country initially colonized Florida? Was it France, Spain, England, or Portugal? Spain. Spain. I say Spain, too. And we're correct. Yay. Ding, ding. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> the colony of Pennsylvania was founded by George Calvert, Roger Williams, John Smith, or William Penn. I'm going to say William Penn. William Penn. I do too. Hence the name Pennsylvania. Ding, ding, ding. William Penn. <laughs> Look at us. We got two. The primary cash crop in early Virginia was indigo, tobacco, Rice or cotton? I say, say tobacco. Tobacco. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. Hey, man, we're on a roll. Yay. <laughs> Here we go. The first winter in Plymouth Colony, which was 1620 to 1621, saw a high mortality rate due to starvation, 
exposure to harsh winter conditions, disease, all of the above. All of the above. All of the above. That's what I picked, too. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, man, where these are too easy. I was surprised how easy, after me failing the first one. Oh, my gosh, I'm embarrassed. No, he's all for fun. Oh, I know. <laughs> Here we go. The primary reason for the establishment of the Maryland colony was to, what was their primary reason for establishing the colony of, of Maryland? Was it to expand cotton plantations? Did they create Maryland to establish a base for fur trading? Did they provide religious freedom for Catholics or serve as a penal colony? Three. Provide religious freedom for Catholics. Ding, 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 ding. You're right again. Man, look at you go. What was the main reason behind the establishment of the Plymouth Colony in 1620? Was it seeking gold and riches? Religious freedom from separatists? Expansion of the fur trade? Or a military strategic position? V. Religious freedom for the separatists. Ding, 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 ding. See, these are easy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. These are The easy. main reason they came over here was all about religion. It was. Separation of church, mm -hmm. yeah. Let's end this tonight. Y'all have a good weekend. We'll see you again on Monday night. Is this thing working? Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there. Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.